Hey fam, welcome back to Money and Mental Peace. Today, we're talking about two women's scholarships together worth $1,000. And since the majority of people I aim to talk to on the show are girls, women, what do you want to be called? Because like in between girls and women are like gals. And for some reason, that word just gives me cringes. I don't even know if cringes is a word, but like a gal. I don't know. I just call myself a girl, even though I'm an adult. Anyways, so yeah, we're talking about two scholarships specifically for you ladies. And don't worry if you're not listening in 2023. A lot of scholarships often reopen. So even if it's not the exact deadlines I list now, still go check it out. I also have other episodes about scholarships on this podcast. And we're going to talk a little bit more later in the episode a few words on women and the Bible. So we're talking about women, right? And a lot of people think the Bible is referencing women as being like subservient to men or um, not equal or whatever. And I've learned more about that over the years. And I just wanted to tell you my thoughts on it and the actual scriptural references around that so that you can be encouraged because that's not all true. So let's do this together, right? girl to girl, gal to gal. Ooh, I just, I don't know. I just don't feel that. <laughs> Anyways, we're, we're getting into it now. <laughs> Do you want guidance on where to go and what to study? Wonder if you should change majors? Do you find yourself up late at night searching for scholarships and ways to pay for college without parental help? Do you wake up worried about everything and just want to make sure you're following God's path for your life? Hey, I'm Kara. I too was a stressed college student looking for money and mental peace. I wondered if there were other ways to pay for college besides loans and wished for clear direction on how to make college and career decisions. Not only was I worried about drowning in debt, but also afraid I hadn't heard Jesus correctly. Was I studying the wrong thing? Was I completely off track? I felt semi out of control and was spiraling until I learned how to hear from God and follow his direction. He guided me and gave me the stepping stones to pay for college. Scholarships, grants, testing out of classes, and other weird school hacks got me through debt-free. And in this podcast for Christian college girls, you will learn how to find God's path for your college journey and how to graduate with no loans or debt. So grab your cold brew and TI-89 and listen in on the most stress-free and debt-free class you've ever attended. This is Money and Mental Peace. Hi, lovelies. This is Money and Mental Peace, and I'm going to walk you through the well first I have a funny story uh if you've been around here you know that I use this example a lot but I had a friend a dude friend a guy friend who got a women's scholarship and not because he was trying to be a woman but he applied for it just to see you know because maybe no one had applied for it and he got it because nobody else had applied for the scholarship so you know, if you're a dude listening, maybe that'll work in this instance. I don't know, but probably not since I'm announcing the scholarship to the world. But what I'm just saying is it's worth a try. You know, there are a lot of scholarships out there that people just don't even try for. So you should go for it, you know. All right, let's get into this first scholarship I'm going to tell you about today. And the first one, I will probably butcher the name. I apologize. But it's like the... Dunya de Scala Scholarship. Dunya, Dunya, something like that. Um, it's worth 
$500. It's due October 6, 2023, and potentially another time, too. If you check back again, scholarships often reopen, not always, but often. And it's for any education level. That means, like, undergrad. It's like high schoolers going into college or looking for college. It doesn't even say you have to be a senior, just high school. Uh, undergrad, graduate school, all the things. And it's for females and for those who have overcome adversity. And this is some of the description about how women have made great strides in higher education. And they're now making up more than half of students on college campuses. And this scholarship seeks to support women who demonstrate tenacity, determination, and positivity as they pursue their college degrees. So what they want you to do is do an essay topic, 400 to 600 words, to discuss a time when you demonstrated tenacity. What was the challenge you faced? How did you persevere? What did you learn from your experience? I think y'all can do that right now, or at least this weekend. I'd love you to go check it out. I'll have the link in the show notes below, and you can go apply for this scholarship and hopefully get $500 for college. And then the next scholarship is also worth $500. But real quick, are you ever interested in me finding you scholarship opportunities that are specific to you? For example, I've had, I've known people who have applied for loads and loads of scholarships and never gotten any. Now, some of it could be that they liked, you know, the judges liked other people better, but perhaps it wasn't quite niche enough for them, meaning they were applying for like a broad scholarship, like an easy one, a short one, a whatever, and so many people applied for them versus a scholarship like specific to their major, um, like the next one we're going to talk about, which is called Women in Technology. So I'll tell you about that in a minute, but what I mean is sometimes you need scholarships that are specific to you more so, so you were like, the smaller niche. You're, you're, a, you're a big fish in a small font pond of potential uh, eligibility um, receivers. And that would be more apt to get those scholarships. I can help you if you're interested. I have a business where I help students find scholarships for college, where I do the scholarship research for them. So I get details about your life, your interests, your hobbies, your major, and I go find scholarships more specific to your circumstances and your niche so that you can then go ahead and apply for them. I can't guarantee you'll get the scholarships because I'm not the scholarship judge. But what I do is I find the scholarship opportunities for students. And I through doing this, I have been able to graduate college debt-free with money, like thousands of dollars, actually $10,000 left over in my bank account after. So I know how to search for scholarships like nobody's business, okay? So if you're interested in connecting with me on that, we can do a free discovery call to talk about this. It's called a scholarship strategy session to talk about your circumstance, your plans for college, just everything about you head on over to calendly.com slash money and mental peace to sign up for a free call with me so we can get started. All right, so let's go on back. Now, that doesn't mean you wouldn't qualify for these scholarships. Just the fact that it's more specific to women is a smaller niche, right? Niche or niche or whatever. And so that indicates that you have more of a chance 
to get this than if it was a scholarship for any grade level, any major, any gender, any et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? But let's get back to this. So the next one is called Elevate Women in Technology Scholarship. It's worth $500. So together, these are worth 1000 And it's due November 30th, 2023. So y'all should go check it out. Again, not always, but a lot of times scholarships reopen. So even if it's after the fact, you can go check this scholarship out. And here's a bit about the description. It says the rise of technology has created a wealth of personal and professional opportunities and the ability to leave a positive dent in the universe. It's critical that women be at the forefront of our tech-driven world. Let's see. This scholarship is open to students at any education level and field of study. The only application requirement is that students are women who intend to enter a technical or non-technical career that leverages technology to make the world a better place. What does that mean? Technical, like you could actually be like a, um, you know, mechanical engineer tech or something. Or if, even if it's non-technical, it's it's like a full other sort of bachelor degree that's more of abstract um, topics. I'm guessing it seems to indicate even if you're like going into business but you want to leverage technology within that or going into teaching and leverage technology within that, it seems as well like that would be applicable because it's for any field of study. And so that would be those that would want to apply for this. And it also says, while not required, being involved in entrepreneurial endeavors and STEMs, I'm sorry, STEM fields of study will be a plus on student applications. So you don't have to be studying a STEM degree um, or an entrepreneurship, but try to indicate in your essay how even what you're studying could lead to growth in using technology to make the world a better place. So essay topic is 250 to 400 words, and it says, tell us about one technology, whether new or old, that inspires you the way in which technology can make the world a better place. So I shall begin. I'm going to say <laughs> back in the day, you guys probably aren't old enough to remember this, but I vaguely, I do have some recollection of tape players. And so, you know, before people that people had like big things they'd have to carry around to listen to music um, or they'd have records or whatever. But when they eventually had tape players, they were small, compact. You could just put it in the player with headphones and put it, you know, on your belt. Okay, think Stranger Things and Max listening to Running Up That Hill over and over and over again, especially when she had all the issues with, what was his name, Vecna or something like that? So that's why I'm thinking that not only music, but talks, audiobooks, other things are more accessible in everyday life that people could literally go for a walk and listen. We take that into, like, we take advantage of that and just assume that's it nowadays. But that's one of the first times that it was that small and compact. So, well, that's probably what I would write about, but y'all need to write about your own thing, you know? All right, we're going to get to the fun part of this episode. We're talking about women girls, women, whatever. And the Bible has a lot to say about women. First off, did you realize that all of the specifications laid out in the Old Testament on um, 
helping, you know, the alien among you, the widowed and fatherless, the um, how you treat women and all the things was revolutionary compared to the honestly like savage and barbaric nations around Israel who did anything from child sacrifice to, you know, treating women as pretty much cattle. So even when you go back in the Old Testament and see stuff about it and it seems a little outdated, just remember that's part of it. As well as in the New Testament, the fact that, I mean, nowadays this might seem like dumb, but back when, even Hebrew men wouldn't even speak to women in public, let alone sometimes, like some of the Pharisees and whatnot, wouldn't even look at women in public sometimes. The fact that Jesus often talked to women, had women disciples, not not the main 12 disciples, but like as a lot of rabbis did back in the day, they had followers, had a lot of women followers, and like talking to the Samaritan woman, even to the point of Samaritans then for any Hebrew Jewish person, Samaritans were supposed to be more uh, less than or unclean, you know? So I want to preface all this with when you look at the biblical context of the culture the Bible is set in, the Bible and God and Jesus treat women amazing, like amazingly better than any culture around them or before then had done. So we need to start walking into that view and seeing it not only through like, oh, what does the Bible actually say, but cultural lens. Because the Bible's a translation from original languages. What if we read a book that was translated from Russian and it said something about the women had to, I don't know, wash the toaster. I am so making this up. But what I'm saying is maybe in their culture, the toaster was the most important appliance in the house and men were always the one who got to wash it. But after more revolution had come, then women were seen as equal and could also wash the toaster. I am totally making this up. But just you have to see the cultural context of something. Okay, so the Bible sees women as very highly valued. Not just highly valued, but equal. Literally in Genesis, men and women were created equal in the image of God. He created them. But when the Bible talks about roles and leadership and whether between men and women, and I'm talking about in a marriage relationship, not just any man or woman, but marriage relationship, and also just like in the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, in other leaders, in, you know, religious leaders and whatnot, um, people wonder why it talks about in Genesis a woman coming as being a helper for Adam. A lot of people are like, okay, that means the Bible doesn't see women in a positive light or is more just a helper or is beneath him or whatever. And... Did you know the word helper there in the original language is, I'm going to butcher this, but azur or ezer or something, E-Z-E-R. And it's the same word that is used other places in the Bible as God as our helper. So I want to ask you, even if God is specifying that in a marriage relationship, you know, man leading the household 
it is not specifying a negative to women because of, like, even when God is talking about being our helper, do you think that God is subservient to us? If God is helping us in whatever way, shape, or form, or is our helper, does that mean he is not equal to us and beneath us? Does not mean women are beneath men. And when it talks about someone leading in a situation, like a marriage situation, remember that Christ talks about leading the church, but as a servant leader. Back in the day, people had dirty feet. I know I just changed the topic really fast, but they wore sandals. It was a dusty environment. And whenever people would come home, servant would come and wash his master's feet because it is really muddy and dirty. And at the Last Supper, Jesus washed all his disciples' feet. And he said, whoever wants to be a leader must be a servant among you. Or something like that. I'm paraphrasing. So the concept of if someone's going to lead in a family or a church or a governmental situation, if we're following the example of Christ, it's leading by serving, which includes listening, serving everyone else around them, following other you know, people's advice and all the things. And the Bible never says women can't lead in situations either. And like Deborah in the Old Testament was a prophetess who led Israel. So we need to be careful on seeing the Bible um, in only in our cultural context versus seeing it then on what a high value women were placed at, as well as the original language. What is a marriage mean between someone? What about someone leading? What about someone being a helper? If someone's helper and someone else is a servant leader, it sounds like they're both helping and serving one another. And even if the concept of someone leading sounds um, wrong to you, it has been understood as showing the relationship between Christ, Christ and the church, how Christ laid down his life for in, in place of the church and how men are called to do that for their wives and wives for supporting their husbands. So I know this is kind of like not what I normally talk about. And I really like these types of conversations, but it, even how I explain it makes me a little nervous to see just I don't want to butcher the Bible and how it's explained. So I just ask Holy Spirit that you would guide my words and only let your truth go into my listeners' ear holes, okay? So um, I just wanted to talk through that a little bit because I'd been talking about women's scholarship and we really need to have a hunger for the truth and the food of the word of God, solid spiritual truth, knowledge, and understanding that if someone gives authority or leadership, no, I'm sorry, if God gives someone authority or leadership, and that means in a marriage family, but also in a business setting, as a boss, an organization, political church. If someone's giving them, or God's giving them that authority, then that means responsibility. So, like, they're responsible for the people um, that they're leading. Of course, there's instances where you know, you're a leader at work and then you're not always responsible for what they do at home or whatever, or even their choice on the job, but on what you as a leader describe or lay out or make a plan for, that is that responsibility. And that's why 
a lot of times a final decision on something will come down to the boss or the president or the pastor or at least the um the board of the church if not the pastor that's where everyone needs to be a part of being able to communicate and share strategy and opinion and whatnot and why a lot of times a final decision will come back to someone who's leading something it's because if it goes right or wrong it was under their responsibility so it's not to be taken lightly does that all make sense guys i just want you to encourage you that the word that god is for men for women for the human race and god sent his son to die on the cross for our sins and if we believe in our heart that christ died for our sins and confess with our mouth that he, you know jesus was raised from the dead again i'm paraphrasing verses then we will be saved and so i want to encourage you with this topics if you're uncertain you know dm me about this send me a message or a post in our facebook group the link is in the show notes below it's the christian college girl community and would love to talk to y'all about this because i think girls are great gals i still don't like the word gal but whatever and um god has great plans for your life i love you girl god loves you too and if you're interested in even more scholarships for women hit me up. I can help you find scholarships for college specific to you. Head on over to calendly.com slash money and mental peace. Again, that's calendly.com slash money mental peace to sign up for a free scholarship strategy session with me to talk about how I could potentially help you find scholarships for college. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Hey girl. Okay, so before you run off to calculus, if this podcast has brought you any encouragement, would you please write a review on iTunes or take a screenshot, post it in your Insta stories, and tag me. Let's tell the rest of our stressed sisters that more money and peace can be attained outside of the conventional way of doing college. See you next time. Love and prayers, Kara.